It seems like we've been hearing this message forever now. We must continue to stay home. We're being told to stay at home as much as possible. Stay home. Stay home. You must stay at home. But what if home isn't always safe? The world's Bianca Hillier reports on how the pandemic's lockdown guidelines are impacting the LGBTQ community. In the past few weeks, calls to helplines have surged. Switchboard, the LGBT plus helpline. You'll now be transferred to one of our volunteers. Switchboard, the UK's leading LGBTQ helpline, has seen a 20% increase in people reaching out for support during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's really, it's really staggering. Natasha Walker, co-chair of Switchboard, said queer people are calling in with increased anxiety and increased fears for their safety. Many have lost their jobs or had school canceled, so they've been forced to spend more time in hostile living situations. I know we've spoken to people who've come out to their family as transgender or who've come out to their family as homosexual and the parents aren't dealing with that very well and those callers are contacting us because they think they're about to be kicked out. It's a pronounced fear the LGBTQ community is facing around the world. We know that all of Canada is suffering right now, but we know that some members of our society are suffering more than others. Helen Kennedy is the executive director of EGale Canada, the country's leading LGBTQ organization. She says many people in the queer community have created chosen families outside of their biological families. We don't have the same family structures as our non-LGBTIQ2S people have. If you are in a situation where you are isolated within a homophobic, transphobic or biphobic household, for example, then that additional stress on your mental health and physical health just further compounds the problem. Canada has some of the most advanced LGBTQ laws in the world, and Kennedy said her organization has asked the government to help LGBTQ Canadians during the pandemic. They haven't received a response yet, but organizations in other countries say there's no hope in asking their governments to support queer communities. We wouldn't get that kind of support from government. Shauna Stewart is the co-director of We Change, an organization that helps gay and transgender women in Jamaica. Homosexuality is illegal in that country, and for many, homophobia is inescapable. This morning, someone called me to tell me that she lost her job and she's at home with her family, and it's very, very difficult because she doesn't have any money, and, and they are quite homophobic, and they're making it difficult for her not even giving her food. Stuart found the girl a therapist who will work pro bono. And will try to get food to her as soon as possible. That's the same strategy Jennifer Okobo is taking. She works for One Action Foundation, an LGBT organization in Nigeria, and has been taking calls from queer Nigerians. Most of them requested for, you know, monetary support, basic food items. And then some people just requested that they don't really need anything. They just needed someone to talk to. Okobo and her team put out a call to connect with people who need support. She thought maybe 20 people would reply but they got 207 responses. If I'm thinking about supporting one person, that would be roughly $80. So if I have 207 people reach out to me, I don't know where I'm going to get that amount of money to support everyone. Okobo said right now she only has enough resources to support about 10 people. She sends food to people's homes and calls them for regular check-ins. 
But Okobo said that many of the people she talks to are reluctant to reveal their identity or address. They're scared of being outed and possibly kicked out of their homes. Natasha Walker at the Switchboard Helpline in the UK says it's their digital services like email and instant messaging that have seen the biggest surge in use. There's a real parallel between being able to reach out to us via instant messaging and email because of concerns about being overheard on the phone, um, especially within these different circumstances that people are finding themselves in, in in lockdown. For that reason, today, you won't be hearing the voices of queer people who are feeling trapped in unsafe homes. They're afraid of being identified. But one woman named Bettina, who identifies as a lesbian and lives in Sao Paulo, wrote to me. Someone at her office was suspected of having COVID-19, so Bettina has been forced to spend all her time living under her parents' roof. She says they're homophobic. I definitely do not feel comfortable at home, Bettina wrote. My parents make sure I know they are not okay with my choices every day, and being a lesbian made them so disappointed in me that no matter what I do, it's never enough. I feel like I'm watching my life go by through somebody else's eyes because I'm not who they want me to be, but I also can't be myself when I'm in their house. Bettina told me that she tries to stay busy by cooking and working. She tries to stay calm by meditating. And she's reached out to a few LGBT friends. It's good to be able to talk with people who understand, she wrote. Natasha Walker from the Switchboard Helpline said, doing that, Reaching out to other people and staying connected is the best thing for the queer community to do right now. One thing that the LGBTQ plus communities have always done is evolve and adapt to changing situations. We're a hardy bunch who are really, really good at supporting each other at our core. And empathy, empathy binds us together. So, yeah, I, I have no doubt that we'll get through it. But it's really important that we do that by supporting each other. For The World, I'm Bianca Hillier.